So today is December 2nd, 2023, block 819.464, and the current exchange rate for one Bitcoin is currently 53,073 Canadian dollars. Jedi fam, birth story, three, two, one. <laughs> All right. Hello, Jedi fam. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. I know it's been a while and we've been very busy <laughs> <laughs> making a baby. <laughs> no, uh, we made a baby. Now we're, yeah. we're, we're having and experiencing the baby. Now we're learning how to care for this baby. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to this podcast on Fountain, you get paid Bitcoin and saving <coughs> your money in Bitcoin is the best way to preserve your time and energy and prevent it from being stolen from political currencies. So we'll leave it at that. No other sponsors. We're going to dive right in. And we kind of held off for a bit recording this. And I feel like we're never going to actually be ready. Nah. So we just decided to do it. Mm-hmm. Willow is currently latched on to Tash's boob. <laughs> and so if you hear grunting or crying, that's her. She's a grunter. <laughs> she's, a, she's like a little gremlin sometimes. Um, and we might end up pausing this a few times just to kind of reposition. And uh, I mean, Willow's kind of pulling the strings in, in terms of letting us know what we're able to do with this yeah. podcast. So we're going to do our best. We're just going to flow with things. We're going to flow with it. So, yeah, where do you want to start? I guess we can give some context to say Willow Sophia Grace mm-hmm. was born on November 12th, 2023 at 1049 a.m. And it was quite the experience. Yeah. I think I just want to start with like what is my intention personally with this. Yeah, I like it. Um, Because it's just, yeah, it's been three weeks. Like tomorrow it's going to be three weeks that she's born. Uh, it's been a wild journey. It's been nothing of like what I expected on so many different levels. And as I was kind of trying to process the birth and this new way of living and this new me, this new life, this new everything, um, I was reading the fourth trimester book by Kimberly Ann Johnson. I think that's her name. Yes. I can't even see it from here. We're just going to get the name right. Kimberly Ann Johnson. Okay, cool. And she was explaining that a big part of um, processing your birth experience is to not only write about your story and like what happened, doesn't matter in what order, like just like free flow, right? And also um, share your story and all the nuggets that you've received from the experience, whether you're able to process it before or after or during your share of the story, it's very important, especially for women to share their experiences out loud vocally to the world, whether it's to on a podcast or their girlfriends or group um, or a blog or something, but it's very necessary for healing to, to do that. And I gave myself like a little free flow session of journaling when I had some time, I think last week or the week before. And it was good. It was surprising, you know, what came out. But I think. What was surprising about it? Um, I guess I like during the birth experience, which we'll go into detail about what happened. But 
when when I was in it, like I didn't really know why I was feeling the way I was feeling or why I was having the breakdowns I was having or like what the fuck was going on. And then when I was writing about it, it was like, oh, it's because of this. Um, what there's so many themes that show up. And I think a big thing that always comes up in my mind is again, the idea of the way you birth is the way you live. And I think like my birth experience was a big death of like the old me. And like when something is about to die energetically, emotionally, mentally, like there is, you hit the highest friction point before it dies. And I hit that point in my birth where I just like, there were so many parts of myself that like I was almost ashamed of feeling or like I didn't like that I was having that experience or whatever. And it's been over the last three weeks, I've definitely been just like thinking about what parts of me from that experience from my life before Willow do I want to let go of and what parts do I want? And it's still, I'm still integrating, of course. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's constantly on my mind. And I, and I definitely want to share the story for anyone who's not only curious, but also wanting to hear a, another way of looking at birth. And I also want to preface because I, I've listened to a few podcasts that few birth stories podcasts that I really appreciated um, whoever is listening to is kind of, you know, saying before they share the story, like whether you are pregnant or expecting or uh, planning or about to give birth, like just know that my experience was my own. Take what resonates, leave the rest. Do not hold on to anything. Like do not make my experience yours. It's such an individual experience. And yeah, don't make it your own and don't let it <laughs> little grunter. <laughs> um, I just feel it important. It's not like a bad story. It's a good story. I think it's a good story. I think it's a great story. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, like, yeah, don't let it scare you if it does. Yeah. It's possible. But yeah. Um, yeah, like when I was reflecting on the why, it's like, why are we recording this? Mm -hmm. Because I think there's, it's not just one reason. The ones I came up with was we're recording this for ourselves because I think we haven't actually done a formal debrief. No, we haven't. On the experience. We've like kind of tried, but it hasn't really. Well, we've, yeah, we've done it in bits and pieces. I, we kind of yeah. reviewed my note log from, uh, from the, you know, the whole birth period. And actually yeah. I'm going to have to run upstairs to grab that at no, some don't point. Don't grab it. Don't grab don't it. Don't grab it? No. There's so many juicy nuggets in there. No, I don't like we've, okay. we've re, I just want to flow with things. Like I okay. don't want to be too like rigid with the whole. Okay. Deal. Yeah. Um, so reason one for ourselves to debrief and really integrate the wild ass experience, mm -hmm. uh, as sort of like a necessary element of healing for, for both of us yeah. and to kind of like complete the chapter yeah. that we went through because it still feels open-ended and sort of lingering. Yeah. Um, number two, to share the story with our family, because mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of people have asked about it and to just talk to them 10 minutes doesn't really do it justice. No. And so, you know, the idea is let's record it once in detail so that everyone can listen if they want to and save us from having to tell it dozens of times. Mm -hmm. uh, the third one I thought of was actually for Willow. Yeah. So that when, so she can hear the story of how she entered the world when she's old enough to appreciate it or when she's curious to hear it. Yeah. And then the last one, uh, 
is, yeah, like you said, to offer a new template mm-hmm. for aspiring parents so that they can feel empowered to make decisions about their birth experience, knowing that there's a different way. Yeah. Right. Knowing that a free birth is possible. We're not saying a free birth is for everyone or everyone should Mm -hmm. do it this way. In fact, I think most people shouldn't. I almost can't believe I fucking did that. Honestly, you're saying it out loud and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. It's fucked, babe. (laughs) It's, it's gnarly. Uh, But it is. And if we really zoom out just to like, before we get into the details, like it went amazingly. Mom, healthy, baby, healthy, um, just it, it probably went as good as a free birth could have gone if we actually look at like right. the big elements yeah like the what what actually matters at the end of the day it's like yeah. me healthy her healthy not excessive bleeding no like red flag that we have to like right yeah there was not without any, challenges oh my god but that's not, that's the thing is like no it, catastrophe right exactly like it was amazing in the sense of like it was to some degree what i wanted it to be like bigger picture and you like, get what you need not what you want <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of shit in between like you can probably hear like i can hear myself through the headphones like my voice sounds still very vulnerable it does um it's it's it was a lot so i'm still i'm in i'm integrating a lot on this podcast there's going to be some vulnerable massive vulnerability on here for sure i can feel it and i appreciate you having the courage to share it in public because back to what you're yeah. saying being witnessed in your experience is actually a massive part of, I think, integrating any yeah. experience. Yeah. And there's no other way. Yeah. And the more people that are allowed to witness you, the more meaning is imbued into that experience. Yeah. Um, because you're not just having that experience and the lessons that come with it for you. You're actually, I think people that have the courage to share raw experiences. Yeah. That was so important. That was the reason why we chose to do it today. It was like, I was like, today's the day because we're three weeks in, it's still somewhat fresh. I'm like feeling a little bit better in terms emotionally, mentally, because that's been a fucking trip. And honestly, what's coming up right now is like, I'm not even here to like try to inspire anyone. No. Like literally, for, this is for us. This is, this feels like for us yeah. and whoever is on the journey, like on our train with us, wanting to integrate with us, our experience. Great. I'm happy you're here. Um, if anything, I just kind of want to, yeah, I just want to give my side. Like, it's been really helpful for me to hear other people's stories postpartum, super vulnerably in podcasts, short podcasts. Um, and they weren't trying to inspire anyone or any, not that I can, anyways, I'm going down the rabbit hole. I think it's just our contribution to the collective wisdom pool of shared experiences that people can yeah. take from what they want and leave the rest, like you yeah. said. Um, do you remember the the Gmail you created just in case anyone has questions or podcast. wants to send us some love Jedi fam podcast at gmail.com. Yep. If you have questions or comments, you can either comment. You can find it in the show notes. Just yeah. scroll down. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Why don't we start with why did we choose a free birth and how did we actually come to that choice? Cause it wasn't like, Oh yeah, we're going to do a free birth. Um, honestly, it was just like intuition. Sorry, I'm just like thinking I just kind of want to go into the story of what happened because I feel like there's so much to talk about. How about you lead this and I'll follow and I'll okay. piece, piece in the blind spots because I, <laughs> I often just... Yeah. yeah. yeah okay, so... That. Well, we chose a free birth because... It's my little grunter. Um, it wasn't the original idea. I was going to do a home... We were going to do a home birth and use a midwife and we did and do have a midwife, funny enough um shout out to uslan uslan yes in uh at the clsc at the birthing center in point claire um 
when she came for the home visit to plan for when she was going to be here, honestly, it was just a confirmation. Like my whole body was just like, nah, she's not going to be here. I don't know why or just, I just didn't want that. I don't know. I have like a big thing against like, I really hate doctors. Like I hate going to the hospital. I hate like all that entire thing. My whole life. It just gave me like the creeps, like the, it just makes my body feel icky. And you I, hate the medical. Yes. I don't hate doctors. Sorry. Like I, I really don't like I I've met some really epic humans who work in the industry. It's just more the industry itself. That we don't just, trust it. I just don't trust it. Yep. Um, there's so much evidence in my personal life, my family's life that just had so many experiences that just led us to not trust the system at all. And yeah, I just don't. And for, for me to have the birth that I wanted, I knew how important it was to feel safe. And I'm like, well, why would I have this authoritative figure to some degree in my space that I obviously don't really trust fully it's not a personal thing towards our midwife at all and I think she understood that um she was very supportive she was super supportive like towards the end you know I was like really hesitant to tell her like I really would just want to do a free birth and she she I knew she could feel it she's super intuitive and she's like hey you need to tell me like either I'm there or I'm not because I can't do half-ass like if you're in labor and you text me and you want a free birth I can't just come like it's either you're doing a free birth or I'm there and I need to know now which was around probably 36 37 weeks pregnant frankly I'm very glad she pushed that right in our face was like you need to decide right now yeah it was good there was a big shift that day when we just decided I was like I'm just gonna honor even though I'm scared like because it's not just like oh yeah let's just do a free birth and like everything will be fine like no I'm scared shitless but like realistically that's what I want I don't know why that's just what I desire and I even if I'm scared this is the path we're taking that's it and it was I mean, Uslan kind of knew. We had multiple midwives because if one's not available, you have a backup. Mm-hmm. And we had mentioned free birth really early on in our midwife sort of visits mm-hmm. before. And frankly, like we, the free birth seed was planted in our minds a long, a long time, time ago. ago. It was like it wasn't anything months, new. Yeah. Months, like maybe three or four months. Like we literally bought a textbook on free birth yeah. and had a pretty consistent ritual of like both reading it independently, sharing yeah. thoughts on what we were reading. There were multiple books um, that we read. Maybe we can put a list of the books in the show notes yep. for other people. Yep. So we had kind of accepted a lot of responsibility early on, but the actual final commitment to say we're doing a free birth mm-hmm. was sort of wishy-washy until Uslan said, you got to choose. And then yeah. and we looked like, at really? each Are other. Sure? <laughs> I still remember. We looked at each other on the couch. We're like, oh, fuck. we're doing a free birth. Uh, yeah. That and was then, the moment that I was like, okay, it's really real. Yeah. It's really fucking real. Um, okay. So, so what is a free birth? Oh, babe, I don't want to like stick too long on like a free birth and like what, like what it is or what it's not or, okay. um, sorry, I just want to get into the story. Like, let's do it. But to answer your question, very, I feel like we've answered it before on, on a podcast, but a free birth is just a birth just without any midwife or any doctor or any, any as minimal intervention as possible. Actually no intervention at all. That is usually a free birth from my understanding. And the people who were there to support us was our sister-in-law mm-hmm. who has Christina. A, Christina. Shout out to Christina. Yeah, Lots she's like Willow's 
um very godmother yes thank you <laughs> and my mom shout out to ruth was also yeah. here because christina has a three-month-old yeah right so she like literally like <laughs> not only was she here to support us but she actually had a three-month-old which was hanging out with my mom downstairs right. and whenever liam would cry uh she would literally be like okay i'm gonna go feed him and then i'll come back yeah yeah okay what let's a, get into the story let's get into yeah it. yeah Sorry. yeah yeah it's okay um okay so from what i remember and this is where like you can um stop me and like add some detail if i forget because i know for a fact i don't remember everything uh <laughs> like like that incident in the bathroom that i don't <laughs> we'll share but i'm happy to share but i didn't remember i didn't remember that at all i'll let you take the lead um, and i'll fill in little pieces okay, that cool. i remember so so yeah she came the 12th so that week of basically that whole week i was feeling my body was like starting to i was experiencing contractions but very subtle like now like going through the whole thing it's like that was nothing you know it was like peanuts um it was very very subtle but I was definitely feeling my body like opening up I was definitely more emotional um I was feeling I was a little bit more on edge because I was so emotional um and I was experiencing contractions and there was a few times during that week where like I was kind of timing them just to make sure like where I was at and I was showing Christina by text like hey this is what's happening and there was a probably two times where like they were about to come and uh babe can i just ask you to like pull down the light is on in the back what how oh, is it on right now it's i know 335 yeah, yeah. I'll go, keep going i'll, keep I'll go going. Do it. okay yeah. um so there was a few times where i was like oh shit maybe today is the day and like we need to tell christina because christina is the only person that i actually wanted to be there because she has the experience of you know she has three kids she did home births she's been at other births before and she's just been basically my doula since day one like she's just been my number one support and i just knew like i would feel really really safe having her there because she knows a lot of what we don't know and but she lives in ottawa so they're an hour and a half away so we had to time and she has three kids, right? Like it's, she can't just like drop everything and come. Like, even though she did technically do that. Three young kids. Three young kids below four. And um, so we just, we kind of had to plan. So I remember my contractions would start and I'm like, oh shit, like we might, it might be tonight uh, because babies have a tendency of coming at night because, you know, predators are away technically primarily like, you know, you, you're, you're safest to give birth at night, basically your body is thinking. So we were kind of timing you know, when she was going to come or whatnot and both times where contractions were going and they were getting more intense. And I was like, shit, I think you, you guys should come that moment. My contractions would stop. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, why is this happening? And I would tell Christine, like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why my contractions are stopping. Like, it's very weird. And I realized that I felt this subconscious pressure of like needing to have my contractions be consistent and, like stronger and stronger so that they wouldn't be wasting time. Like I was scared of being a burden basically, especially yeah. because I knew there was, they have so much responsibility and I just, I didn't want to be a burden. I didn't. So again, like these little moments are moments of like, this is old version Tash. Like this is the shit that like I had to like look at and I'm still integrating because this is the stuff I get to let go of. So yeah, this idea of being a burden, this idea of um, being an inconvenience, a huge inconvenience. You know, they're driving an hour and a half away. They're going to be here. Um, you Their know. life is on hold until yeah, we say when. Right, exactly. And like there was this pressure. Anyway, so when I started integrating that, it actually got there was a freeing up that I felt for sure. And 
I think it was Saturday. I think Saturday during the day, obviously that's when I started going into labor, but during the day I could feel that at night it was going to happen. So like we were kind of cleaning up, uh, you know, I made some broth, like we were just kind of at home. I wasn't walking a lot. I was resting. I could just feel my body like starting to open up and I was, I was getting like these crampy feelings, but it's so challenging because you, for the first time you don't know the difference between contractions and cramps. Like I was experiencing a lot of cramps that felt like period cramps. And I was like, is this contractions? I'm confused. I don't know. Like, is this it? Is this not it? Like looking up, you know, online, like trying to find answers. Like it was just so confusing. I just didn't know. Um, But I assure you, if you're about to have a kid or you're going to have a kid and you're listening to this, you'll know when contractions happen. Like, that's all I have to say. Like, if you have cramps, those are not contractions. Like, you'll know when you have contractions. They're like these tiny little waves. Like, oh, you feel it. It comes and goes. That's it. Like, that's a contraction. So. I also remember the night before. So Willow came on a on a Sunday, on a sacred Sunday. Yeah, funny morning. enough, right? Yeah. So we, yeah, sacred on the Sunday. 12th. Uh, on the Saturday, the night before on Friday night, we both had great sleeps. Yeah, we and did. we hadn't yes. been having great, like we had kind of subpar sleeps because we were all in this weird unknown zone. Yeah, and I remember that morning on the Saturday, I was like, "It's happening." Yeah, and I had like taken two naps that day too. Yeah, like I was True. like, I had slept like ten hours, and I still I took like two naps, like yeah. an hour, an hour and a half naps. So yeah, I was my like, body obviously, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we kind of knew where I was like, eh, no, no, it's happening. The other thing I remember too was at a certain point. You know, that uneasiness with not knowing when to text Christina and Ruth when to come. There's yeah. a certain point where it was like, okay, we think it's happening. I'm going to take over texting Christina and Ruth yeah. about when to come, staying updated on their departure and when they're going to come. Yeah. And I think by removing that from your awareness, it gave you yeah. a chance to just go inside your body instead of being, yeah. you know, having the thoughts in your mind. Yeah, like texting. I mean, we had already planned, we had a whole plan of like, okay, when I know I'm starting labor, what's our process? Like we went through this weeks prior and one of them was like, the moment I know I'm in labor, like my phone's off. Like I am not looking at shit. Like you are the one taking over that whole communication thing. Yep. Um, yeah. Updating so, family and yeah. Yeah. Making, the, like basically defending your attention. Yeah, exactly. So and then I got pizza. So Saturday <laughs> <laughs> technically started contractions and the whole labor process at 4 p.m. I remember that. And they were, I was timing them and they were consistent. They were getting stronger, not fast at all. It was a very slow process. And by 6 p.m., you know, I was telling Christina like, hey, it's been going on for like two hours now and I'm pretty sure it's happening. And just the energy in the home and the household, you could feel it. I was like, I think today is the day. And Nick was like, you know, uh, let's get like, I'm, I'm hungry. I don't want to cook. Like, let's just get some pizza. And I'm like, fuck it. Let's get some pizza. And you're like, should we do Hawaiian? And I was like, fuck yeah, we should do Hawaiian <laughs> pizza. Like we haven't done that in so long or ever. And I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm super down. So you got a pizza, you came back. I remember you called me when you were at the restaurant and you're like, okay, am I telling Christina to come? Like, am I like, are we doing this? Like, are they coming tonight? And I was like, fuck like and you're like I say yes and I'm like okay yes like they're coming I'm so glad we did that because yep. shit was happening I know I was it was in my brain I'm like if I if I whiffle here it's gonna be real bad I so know. I was like I basically sent a little message to the universe like 
it's happening it's happening yeah it's happening it's it's ha- yeah it's happening let's let's just say yes and like they're coming and we had broth so i figured my rationale for pizza it wasn't just like a flipping pizza thing it was like quick access carbs something oh, we yeah. don't have to cook food so that ruth and christina have yeah. if they're hungry and yeah what a great what a great ritual yeah i think i think we're going to do that yeah now like that's our thing that's hawaiian, our thing. Pizza, hawaiian pizza when, <laughs> when labor starts <laughs> So Nick's kind of like cleaning the place up a little bit, like kind of tidying up. I just remember sitting on the carpet uh, with our, like around our couch area and I'm sitting, I'm sitting down eating pizza, (laughs) going through waves of contractions. They're not really intense. I thought in that moment, I'm like, Ooh, this is like, yeah, this is a little intense. Yeah, Looking back, it's like, that was nothing. That was nothing. Uh, But I was like, Ooh, this is, uh, this is nice. Okay. uh, Yep. I'm, I'm understanding what this is now. And I'm eating pizza and we have like the birth playlist playing in the kitchen and you're cleaning and I'm with Deuce. I remember this and I'm eating my pizza and I just had this massive wave of like big emotions, like big opening of just like, holy fuck, it's happening. Um, yep. Life is never going to be the same after this. Like it, everything's changing. I'm about to birth. I'm scared. I'm excited. I'm all the things. It was just like, I was literally crying. Like I would go through a contraction. I would ball my eyes out and then just like okay i'm good and then keep eating my pizza (laughs) (laughs) and then wipe your tears eat pizza i'm like (laughs) if this is not the feminine at the most feminine peak ever like this is this is it like this is the feminine which is like super up and down around watery flowy emotional laughing crying you know all the fucking things um that i was, also remember turning the temperature up that was like another thing i remember it was like i need yeah. to turn the temperature up so that it's, it's warm, nice warm feels like a comfortable safe cave yeah like our our little cocoon and yeah i think around like six ish i went upstairs and i just went in our bedroom and i was like i am lying down naked and that's it like i'm just gonna be here and and we have like you know our our space is very set up for night which like just light wise like there's only salt lamps around so just like just to paint the picture of the vibe like our bedroom salt lamps only it's like just orangey light like very it's just a vibe you know and I remember at one point actually I did feel my contractions slow down every time I got up and went downstairs here my contractions slowed down and I was like fuck no we're not doing this again like I thought it was so frustrating because it felt like I was going through pain for no reason, which is interesting because obviously I'm going through it for a reason, like my body's preparing, but my mind was already starting to fuck with me where it was like, oh, that was wasted pain. That was a waste of time, uh, whatever, X, Y, Z. Anyways, and we went upstairs and I was telling you like that my, I was like afraid that my contractions were slowing down and now, you know, Ruth and Christina are coming what the fuck? Like what's going on? Um, and I don't know what prompted this, but I was like, let's just get naked and cuddle and let's just cuddle in bed and just, yeah, let's just be with this for a moment. And we did that. And the moment we started doing that, my contractions started again. And I was like, that is weird. I think we did some nipple play also. Did we? Yes. I don't know if it was right away. Because not just for no reason, because it, 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 induces labor that's why yeah it gets oxytocin pumping yeah in the body and that's what gets labor going which is really interesting like of course it makes sense like if you're stressed out so yeah if you have like cortisol and adrenaline like just pumping through your body your body will not go into labor if you are in a happy state if you have oxytocin pumping through your body 
your body is now able to go into labor. So I felt like we were alchemists trying to like, you know, hit the sweet spot of chemicals to, yeah. to it's like we had to romance the muse of labor to come to, yeah. to actually feel comfortable. I coming. mean, I was doing all the things, which is really interesting too, because also like, it's not common for women, especially their first birth to be so accurate on their due date. Like my due date was technically November 14th. I gave birth November 12th. Well, I found it interesting because we were given two due dates. The 10th and the 14th. And, and it right was in the middle. In the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, this is bullshit. It never yeah. happens on the actual no, date. No, it never sure happens enough. on the date, but it was like pretty damn close. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy to share, like I was doing a lot of like bouncing on the ball. You know, I was opening up my hips a lot. I used primrose oil up my hoo-ha many days before uh, I had herbal teas that were, you know, supportive to labor and that, that entire process. There was a lot of things that I was doing to make sure I was kind of on track to some degree. And I guess the reason why I was doing that is because I didn't really want to have the additional stress of being like 41 weeks and over and then just being like, fuck, what's going on? You know, like, cause I knew, I knew that if I was going to go over, 41 weeks 42 weeks pregnant I would probably start to stress out and I didn't want that like I didn't want to have that experience at all so that ended up turning out pretty good so anyways we're in bed cuddling I guess we did nipple play I don't fully remember but I just remember like cuddling naked and it really helped my body to start the process again so I was just in bed and the next thing you know, I don't really know what time, but I think they showed up around like 8.39. Yeah, I think it was around 9. Yeah, Christina Ruth came in with little baby Liam and Christina came upstairs and I was totally chill. I was just like riding the waves of contractions coming in and out. I walked just, Deuce when they arrived. Right. Because I knew he would need to walk and I wanted to get out of the way now that they were there to kind yeah. of like be with you. Yeah, and, uh, and just to give you an idea, contractions were probably like three to four an hour and they were probably or maybe not maybe they're like five I was getting like five contractions an hour and they were about like one to two minutes long like that's where I was and then and I was so I was riding the waves everything was fine there was one time I went downstairs I had some broth around like I don't know 11 I think um and I was still very much there like yep baby's coming like you know I wasn't delusional or anything yet Um, but yeah, like I've been going on since four already, you know, so by this time, uh, we're in bed and I remember the last time I came downstairs to have some broth and I was sitting with your, with your mom and I mean, all of us were just like hanging out downstairs and I went back upstairs and I knew I was like, that was the last time I was going downstairs (laughs) for like the next week. (laughs) 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 So go back upstairs. It's about midnight. The moment I hit the bed again shit started accelerating. I remember I looked at the time and it was midnight and now I'm hitting about six to eight contractions every 30 minutes. Like it, everything kind of doubled basically. And like very, very fast. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Like things are really accelerating. And Chris, that, that app was helpful also. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get a contraction timer app yep. on your iPhone for sure. And at this point, like, you know, I know the stages of labor, but having Christina there just to kind of confirm everything with me was perfect. So I'm looking at her and I'm like, okay, like this is active labor, right? And she's like, yeah, you're for sure. Like, you know, getting into active labor, which means a little things are, you know, moving forward. They're a little bit faster, a little bit more intense. 
And uh, sure enough, they were getting more intense. And I remember looking at her and I'm like, okay, I'm literally, wait, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So I'm already eight, nine hours in labor. And I was like, I think I told her like, oh my God, I can't even imagine doing this for like another fucking eight, nine hours. And she was like, yeah, well, uh, I guess, I guess we'll see. And I, I could see on her face. <laughs> her I was like, replies oh, were very, no, very carefully they chosen. They were very carefully chosen. Yeah. And, but I was like, oh fuck, like she knows this is going to be long. Like, yeah, I, I just assume like active labor is like the, cl- the closest thing to transition. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm almost at the finish line. Right. Yeah. I really <laughs> did think that. Like I was like, this, this is not so bad at all. Like my breathing is really good. We're doing affirmations. I'm still, you know, laughing and joking and listening to music and telling Nick to click next and then like yeah and then around two i think you set up the pool like yeah, so the, you already set it up but the pool is a interesting exercise in timing so i had pre kind of timed like okay the pool takes 10 minutes to inflate that's the easy part mm-hmm. uh and then it takes x amount of time to fill and i had a little thermometer to make sure it was at the right temperature the thing with the pool is that the water gets the water cools down so if you do right. it too far ahead of time you right. then have to scoop manually the water out and right. refill hot water. Like it's a really kind of tedious thing. So yeah, I remember filling it up and it was ready. And then I was just going to monitor the temperature. And when it got cold, I would take a bunch of buckets out, put some new hot water in. So yeah. the pool was ready. Babe, you were so like, you were so on fucking point. Like you were a fucking warrior during the entire time. Like just making sure all everything was fucking provided for oh my god everyone needs a fucking nick during labor (laughs) doula nick services available yeah for real um holy shit just the whole room was set up exactly the way i wanted it to the bath was set up and when i was ready like i think it was around two christina was like do you want to get in the the water and i was like yeah let's let's do it me again thinking i'm probably gonna give birth in like two hours (laughs) sick joke um so i get in the pool it's nice i'm like ooh, this is like because not everyone likes the pool like that's what i heard is like you can plan a uh, um a birth in water but sometimes like you're in the process and you get in the water and you're like actually no like my body does not like this yeah christina mentioned that that she yeah. had the same thing planned for it and with one of her births she was like got no. in she's like no, no i'm not doing this, this. Yeah. yeah so got in the water and it actually felt really nice and i was like oh i feel a little bit more buoyant and you know not as when the contractions come it, it feels good the only thing that I noticed in 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 the pool is that I wanted to like lean over but it would just make contractions so much more painful and it was hard to find a comfortable position in the water it's like the water felt nice but I found better comfort in bed because bed was like my safe space you know and I, I felt much more comfortable in there um, but the sideline position in bed wasn't as there conducive. Was one, there was a one point where I got back in bed thinking it was going to help and it got so yeah. much worse. Do you remember that? I was like literally yelling, ow. Like well, I Christina, was like, yeah. And that, that so kind of scared me a little bit when you're like, yeah. ow, ow, ow. And I was it like, was, oh shit. I, I don't know what happened, but I, it, that must've been around 5 a.m. where I went back into bed after, oh, hold on, we're skipping a bunch of like Sorry. things. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we're in the pool, contractions are flowing. It's just a very, like, it's a slow process. Like, it's, like, you can't do shit, you know? Like, you're just in it. Music's playing, it's fine, I'm still there. I literally have no idea what to expect. Like, I don't know what's happening. I just know I'm in active labor, and I just don't know how long it's going to be, basically. I like that your legs, like, you were, your legs were, your hips were moving in and out. It was, right. uh, it and 
you were lying down with your back towards the edge of the pool. I'm leaning yeah. over on the edge of the pool and each wave, you would basically just grab me and it, it was like we would just lock together. Yeah. And the way I pictured it, it was like, I'm going to try and shoulder a bit of the intensity yeah. of this. And, and yeah. you did for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I don't remember that much at this point. I just remember, I mean, yeah, it was just like the same thing for hours. And then around five o'clock I think I'm trying to remember hold on the moment you know the time where I was just like back and forth on like the toilet and like the bath yeah was that after 7 a.m because I just remember the sun rising and Christina going like okay the sun is like rising now like you should be close and I was like cool but I and I'm I don't even remember like seven to nine was uh you were gone you were in a different dimension. Was I in the bath? In the tub? Yes, I think so. So I think okay. it was so I think it was five to seven where it was like the, you know, went from the tub back to the bed. Okay. That didn't work. Back yeah. to the tub. Very uncomfortable. To the bathroom. That was the chaotic yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember. So at this point, I'm like, not yeah. I think like I have to poop and I'm like oh my God, I'm not going to poop in the tub. You know, like I don't, I don't want that whole thing because I just, I, I, to me, I was like, that's going to be such a mission for Nick to get rid of like that whole water. And it's gonna be, I, cause it, like you, I can, I'm not going to give birth to a baby and, and shit water. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Shout out to Willow. She's 37 minutes. She's a little nipple angel right now. Yeah, she is. She's she knows, she grunting. knows we're doing this. She's like, you guys go ahead. I'll just chill. Yeah. She's, she's definitely asleep, but she's like nibbling at my nipple. Um, so, yeah, I was like, I think I need to poop, so get me out. I got out. The moment you stand up and get out of water, it's so much more intense. And I was like, holy fuck, this is insane. Like, this at this point, like... More intense than you ever imagined? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, my God. No one, nothing prepares you for no. this level of pain. Holy shit. I was like, I got a good pain threshold. I've been through <laughs> a lot of shit in my life. Like, I've broken some stuff. I had crazy concussions, you know broken ribs blah 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 like also, i've had you, shingles you did like, flip a, a couple times though to the other side we're like babe i'm i'm kind of scared as to i don't know what if i can't handle this pain what if i'm not as oh strong we're gonna as, get there okay, okay we're gonna get there but i'm just saying like even in the you know weeks leading up to oh, this there were there birth. were periods yeah. where you doubted like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to handle this i don't know right. i don't want to look weak to you like i remember these little subtle nudges but it was just flipping it was like you go into it and then you'd instantly bump out you're like no nah, I, can, I can handle yeah this. yeah it's true i did i did go back and forth before that whole process actually started so yeah between five and seven that time was gnarly to me because it was just so fucking intense and i couldn't get comfortable anywhere like we were I was like on the toilet and that was the point that like a couple days ago I was like, you know, I pooped in front of you. Like, you know, that was so vulnerable, so intimate, like doesn't get more intimate than that. And you just casually said like, yeah, and I wiped your ass too. And I was like, what? Like <laughs> you did? And he was like, yeah, you don't remember? I'm like, no. I was like, I literally like had like Nick had to like hold me not up like off the toilet, but like hold me as I'm on the toilet, literally pooping like three times and you had to flush for me. I was so Cause I'm so weak at this point, right? Like I've been in, I have been in labor for over 12 hours and I can't really eat much. I had like little spoons of like honey here and there. Mm, did I have some dates? Nah, 
I think you, just you like had honey. A f- you had a few dates, but you didn't. I you just weren't couldn't. Really into it. I couldn't fucking eat. Like, so I'm so tired. I'm exhausted, and just my body's like taking over in a way that is kind of frankly scary. Like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Like, I thought this was just pain. Like, I didn't realize that my body was gonna completely take over, and I'd have no say. And that was another theme that kind of was showing up for me to integrate of old Tash that needed to be processed and it still needs to be processed and let go is I did not, even throughout all my years of like somatic work and embodiment work and breath work and meditation and embodiment, whatever, blah, 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 blah. All those fucking fancy words of like doing that work stuff is like, I did not realize how much I was still scared of my own body. Like I in those moments, I was so surprised by what was happening and all the sensations I was feeling. Like I, I think that's the piece that like kind of made me doubt myself was like, I thought I could handle all these emotions and I thought I could handle all these sensations, but they're so fucking extreme. And like, it's scaring me. Like this is scary. And I didn't know what to do with it. And I felt very weak. I felt very, very vulnerable. And again, another layer, like I did not know I would not be comfortable with that being, letting you see me that vulnerable. Because I I think it's one thing to get like go to a hospital and just like be around a bunch of doctors and like, you know, do the thing. But like we're at home We're it's almost more vulnerable for some reason. It's like, yeah, I don't know. So that was that well, was. You're a, not around strangers you're never going to see again. You're around people. You're around people who you are going to know for the rest of your life. Right, right. Which is very intimate. Like it it's is. not just like oh whatever they want to remember and like whatever peace out see and never. It's like oh like yeah Christina saw all of it. You know all of me. Literally, I'm naked the whole time. Um, <laughs> Christina saw me naked because yeah, I was right. in the shower with you and I was like, all right, this is just how it's going to be. Yep. Yep. And, um, so that was, that was a really hard time. And I remember thinking like, holy shit, we're already like over 12 hours in. I don't even feel like I'm close to pushing yet. I don't know how much I have left in me. Like, I really don't. I'm so fucking tired. Like, I just want to take a fucking nap. Like, can someone stop these fucking contractions? And it's like, no, you can't, you, there's no way out. Like no one's. And I remember even in the pool, actually at one point I was in so much pain and, I remember just like praying out loud. I was like, please God, like fucking help me, like help me. I don't know how or what. And in that moment, I saw the part of myself that was still looking to be saved. And I was like, oh fuck. I did not know that was still there. (laughs) Fuck. Like I was literally like someone, someone take this away. Like someone come, someone save me, someone, someone do something. And I guess, again, that's like the thing about birthing for the first time is that you don't know what's what. You have no idea. So, you know, at certain points, I'm like, is there even a fucking baby in here? Like, is she even going to come? Like, I don't even, this is so mind fucking. I remember you saying something's wrong. She's not positioned. Like, something's wrong. I remember saying that. Yeah, I just, and that's another theme that shows up is me always thinking, like, again, I can see, I just like this, this whole experience has really shown me old version, right? So like what I'm being called to like, let go of and what's dying. And 
in that moment, it's like I saw the part of me that always that always thinks something's wrong with me. Like I always fucking think something's wrong with me. Even in times where like clearly I'm fine and I can be in pain, I can be in challenge and doesn't mean anything about me. And in that moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm literally doubting myself so fucking much. And that's what felt so vulnerable is like you seeing these parts of me that I hate about myself. Like I hate to be the person that constantly thinks something's wrong with her. I hate to be the person that is constantly wondering or self-doubting. I'm, I hate I hate that version of me. I hate it. And that was at the full front at that point of my birth. And it was really annoying and it was really hard to, for me to be in it and then for you to witness that in me. Yeah. For the record, you were a warrior. And I know that, you those, see it those, that way. But those moments where you doubt yourself were such a small, uh, like if you take the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. The moments where you doubt yourself were so uh, brief and transient. That's so interesting. I don't Even see though it that they way. probably feel like they were probably th- I the thought majority. they were, yeah, I thought they were bigger than anything yeah. else. I also so. want to shout out to Christina because the way, at certain points where you said, you know, when's it going to be done? Like, when is, when is this going to be over? How much longer is there? She would never give you this false hope or it's like, you're almost there. She would just say, no, she's like, it's going to be as long as it needs to be. We're going to work through this. You're going to keep going. You can do it. Anytime you had a doubt, she was like, no, you can do this. Yeah. Like what a G. Yeah. For real. Even when I was like, I'm in so much pain or what did I say? I said something like, I'm so, yeah, this, I'm in so much pain. I'm scared. I would say stuff like that. And she'd say, you're not scared. You're experiencing fear. Like you're experiencing like the feeling of feeling scared, but you're not, you're not that thing. Like you're not, oh, I was like, I'm so tired. I think that's what I said. I was like, I'm so tired. I can't fucking do this. And she was like, you're not tired. You're, you're, you feel fatigue, but like, you're not tired. Like you have more. And I was like, what? She never tried to save you. And I think that is like... And now, I think I was pissed at that. <laughs> I think I was mad. Sure. Even towards the end, which I'll talk about when we get to that point of the story. Um, anyways, so that was that two-hour period was really hard. Just going back and forth from like bed, toilet, floor. Um, I wasn't even in the shower yet. I wasn't there yet. No, that was later. I remember that. And yeah, in terms of refueling, like you had water, water and electrolytes, honey, and a few dates, but you actually didn't, Yeah, you didn't take in that much fuel. Although no. we had made sure that you were like, you know, you ate a bunch of pizza, yeah. you had some broth, you had a bunch of stuff ahead of time. Yeah, I did for sure. And you did drink consistently. I, I tried, yeah, because my mouth was so dry from heavy breathing. I thought you were going to hyperventilate and pass <laughs> out, literally. I was like kind of nervous. I was like, no. on one side, your breathing's really good. Like you can tell you've done breath work because you defaulted to just stable, consistent breathing, breathing, especially through the contractions. And I think it's true. It was interesting because you were, you were breathing from your, I was at your shoulders. Mm -hmm. So I could like feel, and at a certain point I put my hands on your traps because I was like, is she going to pass out from hyperventilating? Like (laughs) is her neck going to seize up? But you were belly breathing and your whole body was going up and down in the water because of buoyancy. So it was like almost this like undulating thing. It was pretty cool to watch. 
I didn't um, realize that. I was just like in it. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I remember certain times you would have these back-to-back contractions. Oh, and I would see- Those were the fucking worst. Those were the most vulnerable moments where I saw you at your most scared. Because you, yeah. you would go through one. And these are like, you know, they probably last. How long do you think contraction lasts for? Uh, two, three minutes? Yeah, two minutes is long. And it probably, fe- yeah, so maybe one to two minutes. But they would feel like an eternity because of how intense they, they were. were and, so intense. And it was actually very hard for me to like witness you in so much pain and yeah. discomfort and not be able to do anything other than. and Just and then there. And then I would look at myself and be like, I am so fatigued emotionally <laughs> and physically because I, I had to go in this weird ass position yeah. to hold you. And there was no way for me to get comfortable. But I yeah. was like, oh, I'm not going to complain clearly right, right now. Like right. <laughs> my discomfort is nothing compared to what you're going through. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I just remember, I just remember it being way more intense than anything I could have imagined for you and for me. Honestly, same. It was much more than I thought it would be like much, 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 much more. Um, but yeah, sorry, back to the back to back contractions, you would have one and then it was almost like, okay, now you get a little break. Now you get a little rest. And then one would come again. You're like, oh no, oh no, please no. Oh yeah. And those was, moments I was like, oh my God. Because I couldn't believe I wasn't getting any fucking break in between. Right. I was like, oh my God, I'm fucking tired. Like this is insane. And it just yeah. kept going and going and going and going. And I would have like four or five back to back. It was hard. I it think was the biggest really thing hard. is you need to deeply appreciate the rest between oh, contractions because like i would that's your only recharge that's period only and i saw recharge. you i saw you sort of slip into this more ease and more presence between contractions because you're true. like oh thank god i have this moment almost like i was trying to nap to be honest i was like <laughs> me. if you can get one minute nap please yeah so at this point it's 7 a.m and i honestly i'm like how the how when is she gonna fucking come this is crazy but i remember it was this it was this kind of transient moment because the sun the sun was rising. Christina's like, okay, it's been a long time. It's been like, you know, what, 15 hour, 14 hours, something like that. And there was this piece, like my contractions kind of slowed down. Okay, wait, there's something to add before this. Okay. Because this was the point where you got back in the pool for yeah. good, right? Yes. Before that, the two hour period where we were kind of like. No, going, not for good. Wasn't it? Did, didn't I go back in the shower? We went in the shower. I thought that was after. It was after. Okay. It was after. You, you go awful. Yeah, yeah. So, because I remember, because that was the time where I was already, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there was this moment uh, around seven, sun like was rising. Christina's like, okay, it's been like four, fifth, uh, 14, 15 hours. Um, she's like, how do you feel? And I was like, well, it's weird because it f- kind of feels like my contractions like slow down. It feels like my whole body's kind of like, you know, like went down a couple notches. And she's like, yeah, you're entering transition. And I was like, oh what like this is this is like the time and she was like yeah like you're gonna at some point your body's gonna want to start pushing and I was like oh okay like I, again I have no idea what that looks like <laughs> yeah like a few pushes and she's out <laughs> yeah right like oh, amazing we should be close right but then Christina um, said I pushed for three hours yeah I don't remember I, did she say that or something she, saw, she said that at some point and I was like what the fuck do you mean like I was <laughs> like I was not prepared for that Um, but there was this moment of just like, oh, I feel kind of myself again for a moment here. Like this feels good. Like, holy shit. That was insane. Like two hours before that you were, you were gone. You were not there. It was like, it was a blank look. Basically it was a zombie body of you. Like I could see, I I looked into your eyes and like no one was home. Yeah. 
you were gone. And the but way that I continued after too, because the video you sent me of me that like, remember that video where I look like completely delusional. Yeah. That was at 9am. Oh, interesting. So okay. it was still going. So basically from like seven till like 10 AM on Sunday, I was mostly in the pool, but I was also kind of like, I was really uncomfortable and I, I thought I had to poop again. So I got out of the pool. We went in the bathroom. And at this point, I'm in so much fucking pain. We got in the shower, you and I. And I remember I was like on all fours and you're just pouring the water on my back. And that felt so good. I remember like hearing a few podcasts of women doing that. And I was like, that is a genius idea because it's like, it's, it's almost like the sensations on your back and no longer on your belly. So it, it kind of distracts you. And the warmth is just really nice. And um, so... Um, we're in the shower, both naked, but at this point, like I can feel my body starts like one. I didn't realize my body was trying to push to be honest, but obviously that's what's happening. And Christina comes in and she's like, what's going on? Like what's happening? And she's like, you're starting to like your body's starting to push. You're gonna have to push. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean though? Like I, I couldn't understand. Do you remember that? I was like, yeah. what do you mean? P like, put like, I like how pushy, like, doesn't my body like do it by itself? And she's like, yeah, but not really. Like <laughs> you, you have to do it. And I was like, yeah, it invites you, but you got to do it. Yeah. And so she, again, like that idea of, isn't someone else going to do it? Like, mm. right. Like I, well, I have to do it. And <laughs> haven't I done enough right like am I not done by now and uh she was like no like now the contractions are gonna come and during these contractions you have to push and I was like what like this is very different from before like before it was like contract waves can come and I can just be in it you know and like just let it ride but now I have to do extra work during the fucking painful times like this is fucked and I remember looking at my belly at this point where I'm in the shower and I'm kind of squatting down because I'm in so much pain and I can see Willow's like on my right. Like she's not fully in the middle of my belly. She's like on my right. And I was like, she's stuck. She's stuck. She's stuck. She must be stuck. This is why it hurts so bad. She's stuck. Again, thinking something's wrong, doubting myself, doubting Willow, just like doubting the whole process. And... At this point, I'm I'm just realizing that being like anywhere on my feet is not supportive at all. So we get back in the pool and that's the time where I stayed in the pool till she came. And at this point, I feel a wave coming and Christina's like, you need to push. And I, again, couldn't really understand. I'm well, like, you were pushing you on the toilet too. So we at one point yeah. you were on the toilet and you were pushing. Deuce is going to bark because there's... That's fine. We never hear it. Um, oh, he didn't bark. Hmm. Um. At one point, you were pushing on the toilet. Yeah. We're like, maybe it'll help to be on the toilet. Some right. women say that that helps. Yeah. And your yeah. hesitation was something's wrong. Yeah. When I push, I feel like I'm going to literally blow out my butthole. That was already happening in the pool. I remember that. Yeah. You were like, something's wrong. I feel like something is going to, I'm going to tear something. Yeah. I'm going to blow my butt out. Like, I was uh, this so scared. The, I, you weren't letting yourself actually no. push because no. you were scared that you were going to damage your lower because body. Because I literally, well, it's not even damage. I was like, I literally feel like I'm pushing so hard i'm gonna i'm gonna blow out my ass like it's yeah. like and she's like that's the feeling like that that is the feeling and i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me this is this is the what like it's just <laughs> i did not expect it at all like yeah. i don't know why i didn't know i don't know what i thought i don't know what i expected and so we got in the pool and now we're about like two hours out from willow coming 
I start pushing. Um, but again, like she was like, again, coaching me, like she was like, don't over push like to the point where you're like forcing it, like your body's going to want to do it. And you just have to kind of reinforce that. And as my body was starting, I was like kind of forcing the push and she's like, nah, that's not it. And I remember the difference between both because then my body started pushing and these fucking screams came out of me. Oh, those are battle cries. <laughs> screams were coming out of me. And as they were done, I was scared of myself. Like I was like, what the fuck was that? Like that scared the shit out of me. And also Christina's like, don't scream because you're, act and I understood what I she could, was saying. I know. I, yeah. Christina was like, a because whole, you're like, letting the pressure go. Yeah. And like conserve your energy. But at the same time, I could not fucking control shit. Like I was, my body was completely taken over. That was the first time ever I've been so inside my body and so terrified at the same time. And that reflecting back now, I'm like, I was so scared of my own body because I had no control. And again, looking back and all these little lessons and nuggets, it's like the version of me that loves perfectionism and loves to control mm -hmm. and loves to know how things are going to happen and what's going to, you know, preparing myself on every level to have things be exactly how they want to be. Little nuggets waking up. I can Flash. come hold her if you need me to. She probably needs point. to burp because she ate quite a long time. Okay. Do you want to burp her? Yep. I'll grab her. So Nick is master burper. Master Willow, burper. And master safe poop. <laughs> I'm like the uh, the wizard of ushering Willow, in a shark. Yeah. Like Willow feels so safe with dad. She gets to poop really, really nicely all the Good time. Girl. So yeah. So these, these parts of me that still loved perfectionism and control and I just saw for the first time and felt for the first time how much, you know, not being in control of my body and how much that scared me. And I could see how like all these times of doing all this like embodiment work and all just all this shit over the, the, the last decade plus of my life, it's like, yeah, it could help, but it also could mean fucking nothing at the same time when you're in, you're in it. And that's the thing about birth that now I really understand is that you have no idea what's going to happen and how it's going to unfold and you have no control. Like you're just going to have to surrender. I thought I was good at surrendering. <laughs> it's Whoops, like just pure <laughs> acceptance and submission to reality oh, where yeah. you have no say. I had no say. I had no say. No one was coming to save me. Uh, in that moment, nothing was coming to, to, to make this better for me, you know? And, and yeah, so these screams were coming out of me and it really scared me. And at this point, my, my best friend was coming in too, Clarissa. And, uh, you know, you were asking me, do you want to come upstairs? And I was like, no, uh, not right now. I don't want anything to disturb anything of what we're experiencing right now. It just feels like too vulnerable. And, uh, yeah, so I think I ended up pushing for about two to three hours and, Oh, she's like still milk drunk. It's so cute. I love her. And um, yeah, and they're just coming towards the end of it. This is like my favorite part because I'm so happy Christina got it on video. So I'm starting to push. I'm pushing and pushing and pushing. And it's so frustrating because nothing's happening, right? You have no proof that anything's getting better. There's like a little bit of like mucusy blood coming out. You're like, okay, cool. Like, you know, things are progressing, but not really. You're not feeling shit. You still think you're going to blow out your ass. And I'm like... Me and Christina have a flashlight up to your, literally, up to your badge. Like, We're I like, could, yeah, we think something's coming. I could literally not be more vulnerable than that entire process and, and 
entire time in that moment. And yeah, so then like nothing's progressing and I'm fine. I'm so frustrated in that moment. I'm actually starting to get mad at this point because I'm like, I'm pushing so hard. I'm so fucking depleted. I'm so close to being there. I literally am saying, I can't fucking do this. And Christina's like, the fact that you're even saying that means that you're that close because that's usually what we hear in women in transition is like, I can't do this. I'm done. Like there's no more in me and there's always more in you. And this is the point that you basically have to like harness the energy of something greater than yourself, right? Like you, you have to let go, you have to surrender. And even in that moment, I'm not thinking about the fact that I'm surrendering or not, you know, like I'm just, yeah. I actually have no energy in me anymore. Actually, now that I think about it, you gotta it, tap into the divine reserve tank. You didn't even know you had. But now that I think about it, if God knows me better than I know myself in that moment, I would not be surprised that I had to be in labor for that long prior to empty my tanks so fucking hard True. because I'm so stubborn that in that moment, I had no choice but to tap into that energy, hmm. to be honest, for sure, because or else I would have just kept fighting it because um, I'm so stubborn oh. in that way. And so, yeah, at this point, I'm pushing. And I remember I was just like, I was so... <laughs> so frustrated and so upset and i was like hey fuck this shit like i'm she's coming out like she's coming out and she's coming out soon like i can't fucking do this anymore and sure enough i like pushed out a big push and christina's like i see a head i see a head and i was like shut the fuck up like no way because i didn't feel i didn't feel it like i don't you're there's so much feeling and sensations that like i couldn't even tell the difference of like where she was you know i started what I mean? crying out of relief i remember oh my god so she's like i see a head and i put my hand down there and i'm like holy fuck there's a head in my vagina right now <laughs> again <laughs> me still in disbelief because i still had trouble understanding that like a little baby was going to come out of my hoo-ha like i couldn't understand like my mind couldn't grasp what the fuck was happening and so <laughs> she's like, okay she's there she's there don't push too hard like just let the process unfold but my body was like, I couldn't hold it in. Like I couldn't hold, I honestly didn't even feel like it was me pushing at this point. And uh, so I, I gave it, <laughs> no, this is the part of the video that I love the most. So Christina took like a one minute video where you see the head and you see me touching her head. And I go, I push one more time. And obviously like there's like a little bit of progression, but not too much. And then I look at Christina and I go in the video, you hear it so subtly. I go, help. <laughs> and she's like nope <laughs> you're like no you can do this like no one's coming to help you again you're there. still me thinking someone something is gonna come and fucking help me you were grabbing onto me so hard too oh i remember God. your nails were just digging into my shoulders oh, and i was like we're there we're there i don't care if you rip my skin off <laughs> i mean you can hear in the video what you're saying you're like literally like babe this is your fucking moment you fucking got this like she's there you see her head you feel it. like you were saying all the right shit and there were multiple times by the way during labor where you were saying all the right shit but i was like just shut the fuck up right <laughs> you're like, like shut up right now <laughs> Shh, i love you so shut up um and i was like kind of like tell i was i remember i have moments where i'm like wishing and like moving my hand in your face yeah, like, you didn't even say a word up. sometimes you just like face wash me with your hand i was like all right i'll, I'll be quiet just like put my <laughs> hand on your mouth like shut up. um yeah so i feel her head and then at one point i just my body's just ripping it and my body just goes into this hyper pushing mode and 
you see in the video, her little head pops out. She's still in the water. And that was, that was what I wanted. I wanted her to be born in water. And you see her head pop out and then one giant fucking squeeze and she comes <laughs> shooting out like, like a, a torpedo, like a torpedo, just like just comes out and I grab her and I put her on my chest and I was a little confused because my cord was a little bit short. So I was like, oh, she must be wrapped somewhere. No, she wasn't wrapped anywhere. Like the cord wasn't around her neck or her feet or anything of that sort, which by the way, it's totally fine if your baby comes out with the cord around its neck. It's very normal. The baby is meant to be, it receives its oxygen through the cord until you cord cut. So you're totally fine. That happens, by the yeah, way. Just untangle it's, a, it. it's a big fucking myth. I was prepared to untangle her in like no time, but she didn't have it. And she came out crying. Like she literally came out of the water, started crying before she was on my chest. Yep, had good color. Had amazing color. So we did, you know, Nick did the Apgar test, which is what they do in the hospitals or whatever birthing center you do just to make sure she's healthy. She's good. And uh, she I mean, it's had, really a visual thing. It's, it's all, it's, yeah. it's not even like. Is like, she purple? Is she breathing? Is she crying? Is there, is uh, she moving? Is, is she her moving? muscles moving? Is she um, like, you know. Yeah. So you basically around. just go through this mental checklist to make sure that she's all good. And she yeah. was, she was awesome. She, she was, was basically awesome. like a perfect Apgar score, like straight out of the tube. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And that's again, like now looking back on my, if you birth how you live, it's like, I go through a lot of hardship. And then once I'm through the resistance, it's fucking fast. Like, so that was the same thing with Willow and they got out of the tub. Uh, Christina wrapped me up and I got onto the bed and uh, just held her. She got in my boob right away. I was praying, by the way, during my whole pregnancy that she would have a good latch because I know so many people have trouble with breastfeeding in terms of tongue ties or um, just having small, really small mouths. They have problem latching on. X, Y, Z, nope, not her. She was right off the bat, really good. Um, that was a relief. And then actually when I pushed out the placenta, that was very interesting because. So it's probably like an hour, uh, it was 45 to 40, an hour later. Which is usually the time that you want to push out the placenta. Yep. So basically you just end up, I was like, <laughs> Christina was like right next to me. I was like, do I just push? Like, what do I do? And she was like, yep. Just like, you're just pushing, just like you just push Willow out. Same thing. Obviously not as hard. You'll feel it. Like you'll feel it come out and we'll just do like a nice little tug and it'll come out. And I was like, okay. So we start pushing. I start pushing very, very lightly. Definitely not the same strength as, you know, pushing out Willow. And, you know, the placenta came out and we put in a bowl and I'm telling you, the placenta was a bigger relief than Willow coming out. Mm. Like in terms of feeling, like not not a emotionally or mentally. It just the feeling of oh, like that, like that was so much greater with the placenta than Willow. I don't know why. I don't know if that's a thing, but I was just like, holy shit! Like I just my 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 belly's empty right now. Like it it finally felt like the process was complete. Um, placenta is a psychedelic looking organ it was too, it's it, a lot of it, fucking blood it literally looks like uh the roots of a tree so we yeah. basically when it came out we put it in a bowl uh we inspected it basically you know as good as we could to yeah. make sure that we checked the inside layer the outside layer make sure that everything was out because if, if pieces of placenta um stuck inside get left behind it can create problems yeah and it was all good it's now still frozen in the freezer yeah tbd what we do with that yeah um and actually, we didn't cut the cord for a while. So Willow stayed, had her cord still yeah. attached to the placenta because there's a lot of stem cells and goodness that comes yeah. from that, even when it's outside of you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then you held her skin Hi. to skin while she was still attached to the placenta for a bit. And 
I got, you know, I had the help of Clarissa who and Christina, of course. Um, I was like, okay, what next? And Clarissa, Christina was like, okay, you go in the bathroom, take a nice hot shower, get dressed, put on a nice fancy ass adult diaper. (laughs) (laughs) I lived in those, I lived in those for like a solid week, by the way. Um, and by the way, if, if, if you want to get solid diapers, get the extra large ones because you want them loose and comfy and get the organic cotton ones on Amazon. Next level. I think the company is called Rena, R-E-N-A, I think. Um, yeah. And then after that, honestly, when I, when I gave birth, like a piece that I want to share is that I really thought that when Willow was going to be on my chest that I would experience this like insane level of oxytocin and joy and love and just this like oh my god I did it and I'm here and like I really just had this like fantasy idea um I was in shock I was in shock I did not feel any of that I was in shock I was just like what the fuck just happened I have a baby on my chest it just came out of me I've been in labor for 19 fucking hours. I'm so tired. What just happened? Like I was in shock. And I, did she just poop? No, it was, no, a, it was grunt. a grunt. Okay. Oh, grunt McGee. <laughs> um, and that I, I wanted to normalize or I guess kind of share because I want to, I don't know if some woman is like listening to this, expecting to feel that, or maybe she still feel shame for not having experienced that as well during her birthing experience. Um, I want you to know you're not alone because I definitely experienced that as well. You can definitely experience the opposite thing. I've heard that many, many times. Um, I didn't, I wasn't there. Would you say you felt like numb? I felt very numb and And it it took me a while. Remember it took me about four days to get out of it. I I probably you're beating yourself up or you were make from my perspective, it seemed like you were making a story that, not experiencing that deep sense of love for this little human. I made human, myself wrong. You made yourself a bad person or a yes, bad Yes, I was bad like, I'm a bad mother. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have kids. Like I'm supposed to feel all these feelings and I'm not, maybe I'm not meant for this. Um, and I was definitely numb because it was, it was in fact a hard labor for sure. And apparently it's not anything out of the norm. And I just, I was numb. I was numb and it took me about four days and about, I think on the fourth day we're in bed and you have these massive hormonal crash, right? Like within three days you can experience baby blues, which is basically like the, the level of hormone drop that you experience is what they say is like you're during pregnancy, you're about, you're taking about a hundred pills of birth control a day during pregnancy. That's what it feels like. The same amount of hormones just rushing through your body. And then within three days of giving birth, that drops to zero. So you just do the math. That's insane. Of course, you're going to experience some weird mental health, weird anxiety, weird physical experiences because of your hormones, a hundred percent. And on the fourth day, I remember just like being in bed at night with you and I think it was a good night too. I don't think anything was happening with Willow. Like I think she was fine, but I was just, it was like the relief finally came over me. Like it, the realness was like finally here. And I just let out the biggest fucking cry. And I, me knowing the nervous system, I know that crying is what gets me out of the frozen state, you know, of that like immobilized numb state. So I just fucking let it rip. And I was just crying and I was like, holy fuck, man, that was, 
that was intense. Like that was not what I expected. That was a really intense experience. I was really scared. Um, I'm definitely beating myself up over it because I don't know. I guess I just thought I was going to be more optimistic and more positive. And I just, I guess I just saw a part of myself that I didn't know was still there or I don't know. I think it was just like, it was just hard and it's meant to be hard sometimes and that's okay. Like at one point you said something that kind of like gave a little hint as to what you were concerned about. And it was, I'm scared that you think I'm weak now. Yeah. There was a part of my journal. I was like, babe, I just saw you do the most heroic, (laughs) badass warrior thing ever. Yeah. And I think it, yeah. I think the moments where you felt very high expectations of myself, basically. Yeah. But the moments where you feel helpless and weak, I think have this disproportionate uh, weight in your awareness yeah. that stop you from seeing all the the insanity of what you completed. And I know. The, the, it's like... That's what I'm still yeah. integrating. And also you know? one little thing I just got a vision of in my brain was were the tremors. Oh, the, yeah. The trauma the leaving your body and you shaking uncontrollably and i knew exactly what it was because i've done trauma release work before so and, and i was, was so like, cool oh my god it was yeah. so trippy it was like literally yeah. an intense seizure style movement of your whole shoulders your neck your arms and it was literally just energy leaving your body energy that was locked leaving. up and stuck there and yeah. I was, in my brain at the start i was like oh shit like what is going on here i was kind of worried and then when you talked about it i was like oh this is actually you healing yeah. This is literally the birth process healing you of, yeah. of energy that was stuck and just yeah to totally move. yeah and that was that was really interesting and I remember telling you about that I was like oh this I know exactly what this feeling is like I remember I was doing this for hours in trauma release work with my friend Anthony um, yeah and that that was a really cool experience to witness my body do that that was before the the intensity went like to one hundred. Um, But yeah, and then since then, it's been overall good. Overall. Maybe we do another podcast about the first three weeks. Yes. And then the second. I think that will be very helpful. Um, Because I think this is a really important period where there's probably a lot of misconceptions or blind spots. Like just reading that book, the fourth trimester. I know. You know, even just that recipe book. But the first 42 days, the notion that the first 42 days that a woman experiences after birth determines the next 42 years of her health. That's insane. Is like very profound and I and yeah. I get it. And yeah. I did it not leave the yeah. bed for the first week. Like I was upstairs. I did not even go downstairs once for the first week, which I'm so grateful for. Like to be able to have done that with you and Ruth and Christine and uh Clarissa. But yeah, it's been a trip. It's been a trip. Um nothing prepares you for this. Nothing. I don't care how many fucking books you read, nothing prepares you for this. I think what it really highlighted for me was just to kind of wrap it up because I think yeah, actually she's pretty willow. You're just like, she's a chiller. Thanks for letting us do this. Of course. Um, it highlights the capacity that humans have oh. to experience intensity and actually be able to, uh, you know, manifest higher powers than they know they had. Yeah. That was one. And number two, it just highlights the fact that like women, women have been giving birth oh without medical assistance without the medicalization forever and your body you know one thing that we kept on saying in our in affirmations leading up to and even during was like willow knows when to come and how to come 
your body knows what to do. Our job is really to just get out of the way and not overthink it. Yeah. So I think that I I leaned back on that in times of chaos and intensity and it gave me peace. And, you know, that period I had, there was that one period before you got back in the tub for good, there were doubts. Mm-hmm. And I think a key is like not ignoring or suppressing the fear, but confronting it head on and knowing that like being scared is part of it. And yeah, the goal right. is to transmute the fear into you know uh just there's an element of faith not not like erroneous naive faith but like just a knowing where it's like we're gonna make good choices willow knows how to come this is gonna happen yeah hi little girl (laughs) you want to say hi oh (laughs) oh you just smacked the microphone in her face (laughs) at least there's a cushioning on oh my god hi little girl she's so cute um i'm just trying to think of like what else has been I mean, yeah, honestly, I suggest everyone to get the fourth trimester book because it really helped me. Like there was a few meditations in there that I was able to do. Um, to the affirmations com- were very powerful too. The affirmations say. were great. Which yeah. you wrote and I wrote, I wrote down and we recited probably two, three times. Yeah, we did. And they if were you, great. And if you're considering a free birth, the birth partner and the free birth textbook yeah. Is so that was I'm going to link it in yeah. the in the show notes if you want. It's just honestly, I even suggested it to a girlfriend who's going to give birth in a hospital um just for her to know yep. because there's so many answers to questions we all have that we don't really know like what to think about in terms of like the placenta, cord cutting, this and that, blah blah blah, like whatever. Wow. And that book <laughs> covers fucking everything. That yep. grunter, she's such a grunter, it's so funny. And um, let's normalize empowered birth experiences whatever that looks like but even if it's hard even if it's like yeah i think in my mind it's like empowered birth it would have been easy and it's like nah man that was an empowered birth and it was scary as shit like it doesn't have to be either or you know what i mean um and yeah the fourth trimester book has really helped me to uh integrate the birth portal as she calls it so basically when you birth you basically blast the fuck open on every level, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, energetically, all the things. And you have to close that up. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of things that I'm probably going to end up sharing in terms of what I've learned with like boundaries and family and afterwards and food, um, and ways that I've been able to support myself as best as I can. You know, I definitely have not had a perfect process afterwards. It's been very challenging. No such thing as perfect. And <laughs> yeah and it's it's a very slow healing process like even this morning i didn't even tell you this but i was in bed breastfeeding her as we woke up no that was yesterday and i was looking outside the window at these fat squirrels getting ready for winter um because that's all i've been doing apparently since giving birth is just staring at that tree and the squirrels squirrel observer there yeah i have been and part of me integrating my birth process and all these parts of me that I'm willing to let go of and ready to let go of. And one of them yesterday was I'm choosing to let go of the part of me that always feels like something's wrong with me or with whatever I'm experiencing, because I definitely noticed I was putting that on her where I, I know it is a mom thing at at the beginning, you and you know, your first baby, your first birth, of course, you're going to think like every little thing, something's wrong. But I was like, I'm definitely projecting my own shit on her where I'm thinking something's always wrong with her. And I was like, I don't want her 
to experience what I experienced with my life of thinking that something's always wrong with me because that really fucked with me for a long time and I don't want her to have that. So even this morning, I think when we were, she was doing something and I was like, do you think, and I was about to say like, do you think something's wrong with na na na? And I, comp- and I just stopped it. I was like, nah, I'm not even saying the end of that sentence. Hmm. Uh, not to say it's gonna be, you know, easy breezy, beautiful moving forward. But I'm, I, I really want to commit to, to no longer projecting my own stuff on her. Uh, even moments of frustration with her when she's like, you know, biting my nipple or mm. um, scratching me. And part of me is like, oh, she's doing this on purpose. It's like, no, nah, she's a fucking baby. Um, <laughs> she's just trying to survive and have food from your boob. Like, yeah, there's just a lot of things that I'm realizing. I just want to fucking make normal. Like there's a, like I to glamorize birth and post birth and postpartum as like this, like this beautiful newborn stage not to say it can't be that but there's some hard shit that like if i can help one woman feel a little bit less alone during her process fuck, why not like yeah it's been a lot even for us in terms of partners like the only like there's so much we have learned together that you know there's there's days where we're at our end at, at the end of our ropes just in terms of patience and we find ways to come back to each other and we're a good team we're a great fucking team like and, yeah, it's and you teamwork. have to be you have to be a team you have to be a fucking team like i can't even imagine women going through this experience <laughs> partners couples going through this experience and like men going back to work after two weeks i'm like what yeah. that would be insane like i can't even imagine that and yeah, just the, even the ability like ask for help to s- speak of your needs, to speak of what you're feeling. You know, there's been so many times I was holding things in because I had these really intrusive thoughts, hormonal crash bullshit, you know, and and I'm having these intrusive thoughts and, and Nick's like, just speak of them so that they don't, you know, take up space and take over our whole fucking day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's just so much more to like integrate of like, how do you adjust to a new life with a baby where you're no longer your own first priority? And, uh, but you know what? I have to say, like, there's been multiple days, multiple times where she's not okay because I'm not okay. And I've had to like, there's been weird times where Nick was like, you know what? Just take her, go upstairs, do some tapping, do some meditation, do some breath work, do something. I don't care what, just do something Something for yourself do something different. And then I'd come back downstairs after processing even for 10 minutes and she's asleep. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's so weird. And it's true because her, she was inside me for nine fucking months. Of course, her nervous system is still connected to mine. So if I'm not okay, she's not okay. Like literally physically, like it's, we're still connected. And even now we're having pretty decent sleep because she's sleeping in our bed with us. And it's, it's actually really good. Like we get like four, our chunks at a time and we'll be in bed probably like don't eight. jinx it don't jinx it oh okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing with it okay <laughs> <laughs> most of the time i think overall it's, overall the like, more we the more time we have with willow the more we understand her the more comfortable we become knowing yes. that we know the right choices to make and how yeah. to deal with challenges yeah. and yeah it's so yeah we'll do We'll record one about the first three weeks because it's its own experience. Maybe we'll do the first six weeks. Or the first six weeks, yeah. But whatever it is, I'm just glad we were able to share my 
our experience. Yep. Um, is there anything else you want to share about your experience of the birth? Maybe if there's a dad listening or someone's listening and they want to share this with their partner because they're about to give birth, what would you tell this new dad if they're going to be there during the birth process with their partner? Which I hope you're going to be if you're listening to this. Like, don't leave your woman alone. Yeah, um, yeah I think... I don't even think it's anything necessarily in terms of advice during the experience. It's more prepare yourself during your wife's pregnancy, during your partner's pregnancy to be comfortable. Every There's a lot of moments of big emotions yep. and uncomfortable moments mm-hmm. during pregnancy. And I think each one of those is almost like a little training opportunity to be comfortable being there during the big emotions and and the bigness of birth and just essentially like the image that comes to mind is like a lighthouse that's in the middle of the ocean and just this giant storm of waves smashing this lighthouse (laughs) and the lighthouse just being there and letting the water wash over it and know the storm is not going to be uh is going to end at some point yeah and i just have to let this wash over me and be rock solid and ground this energy so that the storm which is like the feminine bigness and sometimes chaos can just be there Mm -hmm. and work on being comfortable being there with it without trying to escape it or fix it Mm -hmm. because that is exactly what you're going to confront at a different level of intensity during birth Mm -hmm. Um, and know that you are so important in the process and it has more to do about owning your own shit than it does about being some outward um assistance right yeah. like you need to own your shit mm-hmm. or else you're going to add chaos to the process yeah, which is will. already very intense so yeah yeah I and love that, babe. and uh yeah anything else before we wrap up for you does this feel complete uh it feels pretty complete um i'm surprised i didn't cry to be honest um me too it'll probably come out later i don't really feel it right now i feel I f- it was actually a very calming experience because i this is also another reason why i wanted to do this today is that you know, for the last three weeks, I've literally done nothing but be with Willow. Like I have not, there has been no external, I'm so used to having an external outlet for creation and sharing and, 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 and being and doing, but mostly creation. And I have, haven't had any of that at all. And today just doing this for an hour and a half is a fucking blessing. And I think we set a record for F-bombs too. A what? I think we set a record for number of F-bombs. F-bombs? Oh, well. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I don't it's even care. Ask I don't if either. I care. I don't care. <laughs> um, I, might, I might end up reaching a new level of I don't give a fuck after this birth. <laughs> Just saying. Right. I like um, it. <laughs> but yeah, so today was very, not only is sharing the story was very healing, um, but also just having that outlet of some form of creativity was very nourishing for me. So I feel very calm from that nourishment that I was able to have today with you and whoever is here listening to us. So thank you. Thanks for for witnessing us and listening. Yeah, that was very nice. I'm excited to do more and to share more. And again, it's not specifically to inspire anything, to be honest. It's just like, as if I, like I was able to listen to a podcast here and there about postpartum people and postpartum women, excuse me. 
and (laughs) (laughs) and and it really helped me feel less alone and way more understood and that for me was insanely healing and supportive and if I can do that for one person for one woman even a dad you know if he's listening to this then great great because uh we all need to support each other in that, in that capacity, especially in such a vulnerable, raw time in our lives. It's probably the the rawest, most vulnerable thing you can do in your lifetime. So, Agreed. thanks, Jedi fam, for being here, listening to us, being a part of this experience, and babe for witnessing me in this and giving me the platform and being with me on this platform. Our little nugget pr- is probably waking up now and maybe needs a diaper change. Thanks for uh, letting us do this, Willow. <laughs> She's been pretty good. Thanks for being a badass. Yeah. And a great teammate. Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. Oh, thank you. She's a badass too. But she you're, is. Yeah. I think it's important to have knowing, having like the, just this sense of uh, comfort, knowing you have a great teammate and that the challenging, someone to enjoy life with, <laughs> to share the the beauty with, but also someone who can help um, sort of weather the challenging times. Yeah, uh, is super important. So it very, really does matter who you have kids with. Yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this with anyone else. Likewise, that's for sure. Cool. All right, Jedi fam. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Make sure you listen to these podcasts on Fountain. You'll get paid Bitcoin. Also, share uh, with your family and friends, like whoever you yep. feel could like benefit from this at any capacity, like. Not only is it going to be supportive to them and maybe they'll find some level of relating and maybe it could, I don't know, it could for sure help someone out there to some degree. So do that. Make sure to subscribe. Leave us a review if you want to support our podcast to grow because that's the only way we can absolutely do it. And it takes two seconds. So thank you for doing that. And we're definitely going to be on here sharing more of our experiences. Don't worry. We're not just going to talk about poops and grunts and (laughs) diapers and all the things. Um, but we're excited to just be in this new chapter of our lives together, this entirely new book and to have you guys on the journey with us to, to see what this looks like. (laughs) That's her say. That's a Willow's outro. (laughs) She's a grunter. uh, Buy your shoes at soul freedom or shoes that don't mess your feet up. Save your money in Bitcoin. Study Bitcoin. We love you. Jedi fam. We appreciate your attention Mm -hmm. and we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Ciao.